Hey guys, it's a great day to live for Jesus. My name is Pastor Mike Grover, and this is the In the Word podcast, a twice-weekly devotional journey through the New Testament, where together we will stop, look, and learn what the Lord has to say to us today. In the Word today, we are in Matthew chapter 16, and here we have Jesus returning for another preaching tour in the area of Galilee. And in verse 1, it says, The Pharisees also with the Sadducees came, and tempting, desired him that we'd sh- he would show them a sign from heaven. He answered and said to them, When it's evening, you say it will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and cloudy. Oh, you hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of the times. Now, here we have, once again, Jesus's enemies showing up to disrupt his ministry. But what is unique here is the Pharisees, who have shown up many, many times, now show up with an unlikely partnership. It says it's the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and they show up together. Now, these two groups are, um, man, they're kind of enemies of each other, if you would. The Pharisees were the very conservative, strict adherents to the law of Moses. And the Sadducees, they were really more the liberals. They didn't really believe in the resurrection or in the supernatural. Also, the uh, Sadducees, they were more of the aristocracy. They were the kind of upper crust that had stronger relationships um, with the Roman rulers. And the Pharisees more so would have been uh, targeted and coming up more from among the common people. So here we have these two groups together who really have nothing in common, and they bury their individual hatchets so that they can give Jesus the collective axe. Well, they come to Christ, and they come questioning, and they say to him, as they've done before, show us a sign from heaven. And they want a sign from Jesus. And Jesus basically says, you can look at the sky and know what the weather's going to be like yet you cannot look at the signs of the times and know who I am. You can't look at the Old Testament. You can't look at Isaiah's writings. You can't see the prophesy um, uh, events that would come that I have fulfilled. And he calls them hypocrites. And it's like the Lord is saying to them, it's so clearly laid out, how can you miss it? Well, he goes from them and he gets on a boat with his disciples. And in verse five, it says, and when his disciples were come to the other side, they crossed over to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. They forgot to take bread. And it says, um, Jesus said to them, take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. And they reasoned among themselves saying, is it because we've taken no bread? Which when Jesus perceived, he said to them, oh, you of little faith, Why do you reason among yourselves because you've brought no bread? Do you not yet understand, neither remember the five loaves of the 5,000 and how many baskets you took up? Neither the seven loaves of the 4,000 and how many baskets you took up? He's like, you know what? You don't have to have bread to follow me. I can provide bread. And he calls their remembrance to two miracles he had done with bread in Matthew 14 and Matthew 15. And so once again, Jesus is not now with his enemies, the scribes, the the Pharisees and the Sadducees, 
but even with his own disciples having to rebuke them for their lack of understanding. And what we really see in this chapter is is real crisis of understanding. Jesus says to the Pharisees and to the Sadducees, man, you can understand the weather, but you can't understand God's word. And now he's saying to his own disciples, I've been with you, I've shown you this, and you yet do not understand. You see, you really feel Jesus' frustration that people don't understand the things about him that are so obvious. And in a sense, in his rebuke, Jesus is saying, you understand what you want to understand. You get out of something what you put into something. And so he's there, and in verse 11, he says, how is it that you do not understand that I spoke not to you concerning bread that you should beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees? It says, then they understood how he bade them not beware of the leaven of bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. You see, leaven represents influence. And he's basically saying when you, when you put yeast in something or leaven, it influences everything. It becomes a part of the whole. Jesus was saying you should beware of the teaching of these leaders and their influence because it is going to hurt you. It's going to impact you in a negative way. But what do you see? Frustration. Why don't they understand the things that are so clearly there to be understood? Then at this point, beginning in verse 13, he turns to his followers with the most important question of all questions. Jesus basically says, who am I? Who is Jesus? Now, there's error in some of our beliefs and other things, but there's really no room for error here. <clears throat> this you can't get wrong. There's a lot of things we can get wrong, but, but not this. And in verse 13, when Jesus came to the coast of Caesarea Philippi, the region of that northern area of Israel, he asked the disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And the mother load of all questions, who am I? And they say, some say you're John the Baptist, some say you're Elijah, others say you're Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. And uh, so they gave him all the kind of common answers of the day. You know, people think you're this, people think you're that. Kind of, you know, just opinions that are floating around. And then Jesus zeroes in to the real heart of the matter. And he says to them in verse 15, but who do you say that I am? Okay, you've told me what everyone else thinks about me. You've told me what flesh and blood has to say about me in this world. Now, who do you say that I am? And then Peter, the one who's so notorious for putting his foot in his mouth and saying the absolutely wrong thing, says the very best thing that could absolutely be said. And in verse number 16, Peter answered and said, you are the Christ. You're the Messiah. You're the son of the living God. You're the one we've looked for and hoped for and waited for. You are the one that God said would come. And Peter's answer is absolutely correct. And in verse 17, you feel the whole emotion and tone and everything else about Jesus changing. And just an outburst of praise, Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, Simon the son of Jonas, 
for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father which is in heaven. He's saying, finally, someone who's listening to God, someone who's looking into his word with a heart to truly know and to understand me. You see, we are not going to know God by living off of other people's spillover. We can't know God you know, through the relationship we have to our spouse or to our parents, or maybe trying to know God over the spillover of what our, par- our pastor says to us on Sundays. You see, at some point, we need to seek God for ourselves. And it can't be just what flesh and blood is telling us, but it has to be what the Father teaches us. And I don't believe this is any super, uh, any kind of a spooky, kind of out of the ordinary, revelationary thing. I think it's simply what God reveals to us in his word and interprets for us through the Holy Spirit. Finally, Jesus says someone's been listening to God, not flesh and blood, but God himself. Someone who has self-study, self-application, and they have been seeking after him that they might know him. And the Bible has so much to say about us seeking the Lord um, for ourselves. Zephaniah chapter two and verse three, he said, seek the Lord, all you meek of the earth, which have wrought his judgment. Seek righteousness, seek meekness, and it may be that you shall be hid in the day of his wrath. What's he saying? Seek me, you'll find me. Seek me, you'll be blessed. Seek me, it's gonna provide protection from you. Jesus said something similar in Luke chapter 11 in verse nine. He said, and I say unto you, ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. What's Jesus saying there? Jesus is saying is those that seek for me will find me. They will know me. There's value in seeking God for ourselves. Man, Jeremiah said it so well in chapter 24 in verse 7 of Jeremiah's prophecy. He said, I will give them a heart to know me, that I am the Lord, and they shall be my people, and I will be their God, for they shall return to me with their whole heart. Man, what is God saying? I'm going to give them a heart to know me when when they seek me. You see, folks, we know God as much as we want to know God. It's kind of what Jesus said in John chapter 7 and verse 17. When we truly want to know him, we will know of the teaching, whether it's from God or not. You see, we know God as much as we want to know God. Think about it. We know sports, right? Man, we know all of our favorite teams. We know the stats Man, here in Tampa, this is title town, right? Man, we know the stats on the Rays and baseball. We know the stats on the Lightning and hockey. Man, we know the stats of the Buccaneers and football. Man, we know the stats. We know our players. We know our hero on the field. And we know so much. Hey, we know our jobs, and we should. And we're professionals, right? Maybe you're a craftsman. Maybe you're an administrative personnel. Maybe an educator. Maybe a medical um, worker or leader, and then we pride ourselves in knowing our work and knowing our job, and we ought to. That's not a bad thing. Man, we know our gossip too, don't we? Yeah, we know what's going on. We know the buzz. 
Man, we see, we read on, we look what's going on on Instagram or on Facebook. Man, we know what's going on in the news. Man, we know so much. We know the things that we want to know. And if we truly want to know God, we can know God. Hey, no need for us to have a crisis of understanding as others did in this chapter. Man, we can be like Peter and the right answer is right there because we didn't get it from other people's spillover. We got it out of our personal walk with God. You see, we can know God just as well as we know everything else. So the word for the day is really pretty simple as it always is. Seek the Lord today with all your heart because he has already sought after you with all of his. Thank you for listening today to In the Word. Join us every Tuesday and Friday for new episodes as we continue our devotional journey together through the New Testament.